in a world that tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job, end your relationship, start a new one, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist this so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. Well, I'm here to change that. Join me and my guests every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Hello, everybody. This week is a solo one and I skipped last week because... It's just been crazy with the finishing of school days, which, by the way, I don't know about other moms out there, but this year went way too fast and getting ready for the summer because we're going to be gone um, from Scottsdale. We're going to go to California. It gets way too hot here. And then we're going to spend a week in Maui and then we'll we'll be back here. So lots of preparation. And also we had the launch of the certification and we had to get the students in, get started. So yeah, lots of moving pieces, but I am back. And today I want to talk about one of the conversations that we've been having recently on on Instagram and with my friends that are also in the online business. And it's the changes that the industry is going through. It feels like we go through cycles in the coaching industry. And it feels like we reached the end of an era, which is, it started around 2008 and it's lasted up until now, um, kind of like the beginning of this year. It's the beginning of the new cycle, which we're all trying to figure out uh, what's happening in this new era, because the last one, let me, let me give you a brief description of how that one evolved. It came on the heels of the 2008 crash, the financial crash. So um, for a minute there, a lot of people were scared because we all know what happened in 2008 and people were getting laid off. Um, A lot of uh, pension funds were being just ravaged and um, there was a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear. And at the same time, it was when the iPhone came out and it was when we started to become even more attached to our technology and the accessibility to 24 hours of freaking social media and all the apps and that shifted our sort of our habits um, of attention from being in person, being in a workspace to going online. And a lot of people took advantage of this moment to start their online businesses. And the people who are the most successful nowadays in the online business, the ones that claim to have the seven, eight figure businesses, they started back then. So the first thing that I want to say is that the online business, as much as there is a lot of overnight success, and I'm doing air quotes for that one, because there's no such thing as an overnight success, a lot of people, the majority, planted the seeds a decade, over a decade ago. And they were able to sort of work the kinks of the online systems to when we hit the other pivotal moment for the online business growth, which was 2020. When again, the circumstances, the world, everything kind of collided to create this perfect storm for people to go back into their computers and spend an unholy amount of time 
on social media, on YouTube, on, you know, trying to learn new, new skills, new, uh, new habits. And that marked the second wave of mega successful online entrepreneurs, which again, they had planted the seeds before that, and they may have even started a business that hadn't quite worked out, but then they were able to pivot in 2020 and cater to all the people that were being laid off and they were trying to get into the online world. That combined with the excess amount of credit and free money that we had, um, there was an awful lot of Bitcoin um, flashing of cash, uh, the PPP, the um, uh, stimulus checks. So this environment of affluence was artificially created and people who weren't very financially savvy found themselves with an awful amount of time and quite a lot of money not knowing what to do with it. And we couldn't really go shopping. We couldn't go eating. So this meant that a lot of those businesses that were already successful by 2020 online, they just catapulted. And from 2020 to 2023, to the beginning of 2023, that's when the high ticket offers were selling like hotcakes. But that was an anomaly. And this is what some gurus in the industry are not fully speaking about because they still wanna sell you on their high ticket programs. I am not a believer of high ticket programs. I believe that, let me rephrase that. I think that some experts are worth what they're charging for their high ticket offers. I don't think that a lot of those offers are worth it. And I know that I may get a lot of flack for this statement, for this statement but that's how I feel after having been in masterminds, in courses, in communities where it was touted that, you know, you were guaranteed to be making 10 and 20 and 30K a month to then just be given a system and expected to apply it. And if it didn't succeed, it was because you hadn't put enough effort. That had happened a bit too much. And I'm, I'm, I'm not um, speaking about this like it's some sort of a scam. I really genuinely think that a lot of teachers and coaches genuinely think that they're putting out good programs, but sometimes they're not. And without good feedback from their students, it's almost impossible to know whether you're doing a good job or not. So that's why I, I'm always asking our students and our graduates, like, what can we do to make our program better? Please, you cannot offend me. You can only offend me if you don't tell me and then I'm not giving the best program. Um, I always want to over-deliver, but am I over-delivering on the right subject matters? Is this what you guys want? So a lot of gurus got too big for their own good and they stopped listening to the feedback that their students were giving or they weren't even given a chance for their students to... Uh, give them the feedback. And that's what's created a little bit of a um, reputation in the coaching industry. I don't think it's something that it's too insurmountable and that we won't be able to come back from this. I actually think it's a good thing because it will separate the genuine people and coaches and teachers that really want to do a good job 
from the ones that came in just trying to do, you know, to make a quick back. But I do think that we need to understand that moving forward from 2023 onwards, the way that we sold businesses, uh, sorry, the way that we sold programs, the way that we created offers and marketed them is change. And I'm going to be honest, most people don't know what the new system is. We're trying to figure it out. But clinging to the old system, clinging to the super high ticket offers where you pile 100 people into a room, they're just not going to work anymore. So that's the one thing that we've been discussing in, in our inner circles is how do you differentiate yourself? How are you able to sell your offers, which again, I don't think that high ticket offer is the way forward anymore, but more of a, a decent offer. And to me, that's, to me, the magic price point right now is between two and 5K, depending on how much involvement uh, you are offering. So now the question is, how can we create a package that is worth for that money? And how can we sell it? How can we market it in a way that we are reaching those people who are still buying? Because this is the other misconception that it's been circulated in our circles right now. And it's like, oh my God, the market is too saturated and people don't want to buy. I don't agree with that statement. I think that people always want to buy when it's fixing a problem that they have. But again, we've created a lot of programs and courses that weren't needed and people didn't have a real need for for that they didn't have enough pain for that solution a lot of niches out there that are like wait a minute you're a business activation unicorn speaker what is going on there get very specific get niche down to a very specific problem that's why holistic divorce coaching is such an easy sell because if you're going to have a divorce you don't want it to be an animalistic divorce you want it to be a nicer divorce you don't have to sell anyone on that. It's, it's sold already. But if you're selling me on how to be a high-performing, high-achieving, high-habits, I don't even know what are you selling to me. So get very specific. Make sure that you lower the pricing on your offers to a reasonable amount. And then make sure that you're marketing to that affluent community that still is willing to... To, to buy, but they need to have the, the pain point solved by your offer, which means that you may have to over-deliver on the uh, skills that they're after. That's the main thing that I wanted to talk to you about today. I also wanted to mention the other subject that we've been discussing on Instagram, and it's this ridiculous and, and I get really fired up about this one, is this ridiculous misconception that our society has kind of, you know, dropped on us of older women, which again, I'm not quite sure what the definition of older woman is. I don't know at what point we become older. Is it at 30s, 40s, 50s, 90s? I don't know. But somehow older women with children, again, we don't know how many children. Is it two? Is it 20? Don't know. But apparently, an older woman with children will never find love again. It's not as valuable. It's damaged goods. What? I know. I know that we're being told that. But can we refuse that statement? 
right away if anyone ever says those words can you please correct them if you ever hear yourself repeating those thoughts to yourself please can you stop it i actually think that the the fact that we've given birth to another human should increase our value if we are adding any value to that i think that humans are just worth it because you're here my friend that's all but if we're really going to play the game of you know value higher value lower if I was able to raise a human, that was quite an achievement. So give me props. And if I'm an older woman, that means that I've been on this planet, lo on this planet longer. That means that I've made so many more mistakes than my younger um, friends. And it means that I've learned, hopefully. I mean, that's, that's not a given. Let's be honest on that one. But hopefully I'm wiser. Hopefully I'm more compassionate. Hopefully I'm more understanding and therefore I'm a much nicer human to be with. So what happened there? How do we go from, I mean, we should be cherishing these older women who have raised children. And, and I actually think that we do. I actually think that these women are absolute badasses. They are, they are my favorite demographic, you know? Divorce older women with children is like, let's roll. Because I know that they've been through the fire and most of them, some get bitter, but most of them get better and they get more hilarious. I mean, quite frankly, when you've gone through a divorce, I mean, you can laugh up about a lot of shit because <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. The whole process is just insane. So, um, yeah, that was the other thing that we've been discussing on Instagram and, and I wanted to share it with you. I'm not going to go any further because I already did a real post, but um, I feel the pain in the DMs when, you know, you guys are vulnerable with me and, and I hear you and I'm here to change it. So I've said it. I've said it off my soapbox several times now. All that I will invite you to do is that if you ever hear anyone or yourself saying that, you reframe that right away. Okay. And with that, I'm going to leave you until next week. But thank you for listening and aloha. Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olganadal.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.